Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I'm going to ask Rishos, I'll tell you I want to sit. Could I, if everybody in the back could hear, and I still could sit, I'll talk loudly. In the Derech Eretz of the Torah are very important to me. If I ever have the time one day, I want to write a Sefer. I'm, far, I'm not a good writer. I have a son who's a very good writer, Baruch Hashem. But if I ever have a chance, I'd like to write a Sefer on all the Derech Eretz of the Torah. They're very, very profound. American etiquette is cute, but I'm not convinced that it's not so bad if the fourth would be on the right side, not the left. I think we'd all survive. And there's cool etiquette. I remember as a youngster, you used to, there was a local paper that you would write into this woman who was an expert on the etiquette, and you'd ask Shilas of etiquette. Maybe you put your elbows. Does the knife, I remember the Shiloh, does the knife go towards the plate, the sharp part, or away? And you would ask, this lady was like excellent at etiquette. What's the rule? I forget. I know the knife's on the right side. I set the table often. But I don't remember if it goes away from the plate, the sharp part, or towards. I'm not remembering. Which way? Towards, the sharp part, towards the plate, of course. But the, the, so this person you asked, like Shailas of etiquette, and they were expert on all the etiquette. In the Derecheretz of Chazal, they're collected around Chazal, are very deep, and there are deep reasons for them. They're not, they're like very profound, and they're very fascinating. There are many Derecheretzes in Chazal that interest me, that I'm curious about, it's interesting, sometimes we'll go to a rest stop. My, my family were traveling somewhere, and you walk into a rest stop. I always like if you use the facilities, buy a drink there. That's a derech heretz. Chazal say that Yisrael, we had the Be'er Shal Miriam. We did not need water, if we had the best water in the world. Yet we said if we travel through a country, we'll buy your water. Even though we have our own, we're not, if we come through, you're going to gain financially from us. That's like a derech heretz, that's profound. It bothered me a lot. Somebody was telling me, we have somebody who sells us, I live in a relatively small town, and we have somebody who sells us, and a guy was telling me, I get the best esrog from New York, and I really, to be honest, I would never use his esrog. To me, it's not a clean esrog, very not clean. And it's not clean because he doesn't understand you should buy from a local yid. A local yid needs the price. It's a derech We had our own water source, but we traveled through a town. We bought water from the town. There's a derech eretz. Derech of the Torah are very deep and important. There's a derech when you speak for a crowd. You have to stand. What a hypocrite Kalish is being. I'm speaking about derech I'm claiming that maybe I'll write a book when I'm sitting down. I don't want to speak today. I don't want to give a prepared speech. I'll be honest. There's two different Torah that I want to tell you, and then I want to talk from the heart. I don't want to speak. If I'm standing, you'll get a speech. If I can sit, I just want to talk to you. I, maybe for the two different Torah, if you want, I can stand. But I, the whole, I, want to, I want to talk. All of us raising our children is, 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 is our lives. Our toil is our children. And we have such care for our kids to raise our children, to our children to be sincere. Avde Hashem is a dream of our life. And to talk, to give a speech on that, you could hire a speaker. I can't. That topic is something I don't. I don't want. I don't want to stand by any of these speeches. In yeshiva, I don't stand. 
And I don't think it's against the Derech Eretz. If you're a speaker, if, if you're emoting and you're just ranting about things, you don't have to stand. I'd rather rant and emote and, and speak to you than give a drasha. So I, I do want to share two different Torah with everybody here, but I would like to I'd like to speak to speak with you about this topic of trouble raising. My wife and I went on one of the most amazing Shabbos in my life, of our lives. It's one of the be- one of the best. I go to one of the best Shabbos of our life. There was there's an organization that was originally a Chassidish organization, and then they opened it up for Litvish families, and we went with 40 families from Yeshiva by us. It was a Shabbos. Most people there had a child who was off the derech, and and the going to that Shabbos, the expressions of love of children and dreams. I never felt. I walked back the sense of the mission that we have, the want and dreams and aspirations for our families, the Kiddush Shemayim from that Shabbos was like something was otherworldly. I don't know my life, I never was in touch that much with my dreams for my own children, like from that Shabbos. And the people there, the holy people who were in touch with our own wants for our own connection to Hashem, and for our children, it brought out kisufin for Hashem, like, like, almost like nothing I've seen in my life. So sitting here to to talk about raising our children, our own wants for kirvas Hashem, and the wants to have children that are close to Hashem is like to, to have any conversation on that topic is precious. It's not something I want to speak. It's not something I want to give a drush. I want to talk to you. Almost like a lot of one-on-ones in a big room. I first want to tell you something about about Sarei Meni. I like. I happen to. Oddly, uh, uh, I like traveling in cars. And I like going long distance. I'm always talking to my wife about it. My wife rather not travel, and we typically like a lot of the same things. And travel. I like traveling. I travel a lot, and I've gone, I, I, I travel up to many chasmas, the guys get married very, very often, so I have a lot of opportunity, long trips in the car. And traveling in cars, I think about a lot. I, I recently, I was 18 hours in the car over, over, over a 24-hour period. I had two chasmas in Baltimore, Lakewood, to get there from Connecticut to Baltimore. I was in the car for about 18 hours. And... And so the topic of travel is an interesting topic. It's something I perk up when I see in Chazal about travel. And Chazal says something amazing about Sari Menu, and I want to explain it. Avram Avinu, when he gets to Mitzrayim, says, He says about his wife, I know that you're blessed with good looks. How do I know? Says Rashi, what's Pshat? Rashi says that the normal thing in the world is a person's misbazah A long journey makes a person misbazah. I know what I saw Art Scroll translates it. I love Art Scroll. They're Talmud Chacham and do an incredible job. They're great teachers of Torah. I don't agree with this translation. They translate like unsightly. We'll talk what it means. But they say normally a person's misbazem a person walks out of a car doesn't feel very good. 
Sarah Imenu was a medes biyafya. She walked out of the car, she was fine. We have, in, in, in Waterbury, we have a basketball team. Now, we're in a league, in a very serious basketball league, and every single team in the league has seven home games and seven road games. You play seven games in your own gym, seven games you go to an away. It's very hard to play away. The crowd is loud, and the fans are against you. It's just hard. You're not used to the gym. It's hard. You get seven at home. The way Hashem has it, it's Hashkacha. We play 14 games on the road. We're the only team in the league from Connecticut. Every other team is New York and New Jersey. It's league rules. They will not come to Connecticut. So Water Prairie plays 14 games on the road. So my van goes to every single game. We drive the guys in my van. We, we, have, we have two vans, and we take the guys to every single game. And the guys complain about the travel. They complain. I always want the van is comfortable. We play good music. I always tell them, the trip to me is the best. I say in 30 years, all you're going to remember is the trip. <laughs> and the guys, and I was thinking why the guys catch it up. And they, their rule is they never want to come. That I understand, right? For you walk out of the van, you've just driven four hours. You're not ready to compete. So they always want to come an hour, an hour and a half, maybe we'll stop at a pizza shop or just relax and get their heads on. They don't want to come right out of the van and play a game. They need to get their feet on the ground, run a little bit. So I was thinking about this idea that travel wears people out and knocks people out. We have very good, my van, I think it's gorgeous. It's comfortable. We play nice music. We're joking and talking, like put on a Met game. I don't know, Yankees, if you like better, whatever, just... It's Geschmack. What's like? I think what is it? What is it about the journey that gets people so upset? We have, you know, back in the day, I can understand it. That travel, they did not have the means. We go on a plane. I came, my wife and I came to South Africa. I enjoyed spending a lot of time with my family. I thought the plane ride was wonderful, and and people fetch and complain. I mean, it's very Geschmack. I, I actually thought it was one. What's this? What's this? We groan and moan trips. We like Rola. I have, by me, the worst curse word is the SH curse word. Anybody in my family knows you say that word, you're in trouble. The words, I, I apologize to say it here, schlep. But it's, that's like a bad curse word. To me, like if anybody schleps to my simcha, I don't want you coming. I go to a simcha, it's nasa kalaleches, it's easy to go because I'm excited. I, fly, I went 18 hours, I promise you I liked it. I was excited to go to this chasna, that amazing. I went to Rami Garden, Asus Chasna. I would drive a lot more than that for the wedding. Schlepp is a mashmois, like you took your weary body. Weren't you excited to go this? But somehow, let's be honest, journey and travel, I always daven to Hashem. I always Hashem ends, Hashem's a Shemeya Tfilah. You know that kid who like can't travel well and he, like just doesn't do well in cars? Always pray to Hashem, please Hashem. We're six for six. All my kids travel Hishmak and easy. But Lamai said there are people struggle with travel. And what is it? What's the problem? Our cars are beautiful, planes are comfortable. So many people, it's just fun. Maybe somebody likes private time, doesn't want so many people. People on Hishmak, they're all different. Fine people on the plane. What's, our, what's going on? And I think, you know what's difficult about travel, why people don't like travel? I think the human indignity of travel is, I want to go to a wedding, I should just be there. You know, in Harry Potter, she calls it to apparate. I should show up, I want to be there, I should be there. 
An angel doesn't travel, an angel wants to be somewhere, is there. It's human and dignity that we have to get there. It's so, fr- it's so human. I want, the, the guys, we're playing the team, we're playing Ramaz basketball. We should just be in Ramaz's gym. An angel wouldn't like travel there, they, they want to be Ramaz. See, let's go to Ramaz, they're in Ramaz's gym. There's no like journey to get there. It's human and dignity to have to travel because it's unnecessary. I want to be there. I don't want to go there. I just want to be there. I want to go to the. I don't want to go to the chasla. I want to be at the chasla. It's human frailty that we have to travel. I, I wanted to come to the Cocos in South Africa, so you should be here. But we have to like travel there. You have to get there. That's human and dignity. The lashon of chazal, which is so exact, is people are misbazemetarechem. <coughs> Bizarian is their, their a bizarian is your disgrace. It's human indignity to have to travel. And most people are worn out from the trip because it's like so inappropriate that I have to get there. We want to play Ramaz basketball. What are we doing sitting in a van? We're going to play. Oh, we have to like get there? That's so human, that's so frail, that's so crazy. So most people wear out from it. And Sari Menu gets out of the car. She's ready to play the game. She doesn't even come early. You could drive her right to the game four hours and she'll win. Bang, out of the van. Lay up, off and running, and they win the game. Sari Menu is not Miss Bazet from the Tereya Hadera. What is that about Sari Menu? What's her trick? It's a long journey. Everybody else gets out of the car. They look like they've come out of the washing machine. Like, like dizzy. And Sari Menu walks out. She's whistling. La-di-da. You just gave out a crazy journey. Every single person is worn out. Not Sari Menu. She's not And it's obvious to me that the Mid is a tremendous amuna of faith. That every aspect, the best part of going to weddings is the trip. There are many guys who are from today from these trips. I am certainly from her from these trips. We've had incredible stories on these journeys. The travel is beautiful. And the journey is very, very important. The journey to get there is very important. And Sari Menu is so pure that the journey at every step of the way is beautiful. And I want to say to us all, and I think it's lost in our world, people want the product. They want that schools, schools have to work on this a lot. We want behavior. Behave, test, do it. I like the process, the struggle, the difficulty. The beauty of the struggle, faith, the whole way along is wonderful. I worry, I worry when a guy is struggling, and struggling mightily, we just graduated, 87 guys. They look beautiful. They're all B'nai Tyra. They're guys who've been through a lot. And today the guy is stark. He's going to a stark yeshiva. I don't want him ever to forget the beauty of struggle. I've had people who are badly chuba struggle with a kid struggling. And they're, they're, I gave up my life for this. I worked so hard and my kid is... Like, you know, the beauty of what you've done is not where you're at, it's where you've come from. You're the first one who should appreciate struggle. Struggle is beautiful. You're the one, understand. Your son, your daughter struggling. They're struggling. There's beauty to it. 
It's difficult. It's difficult. We're so put here. It's never simple. It's not matter how the perfect parents, the system. There's a human being here. A human being was born with difficulties, with challenges, hard to find, hard to get places. You're the exact one who appreciates struggle, <coughs> difficulty, and overcoming. Sari Menu had a moon at faith. <coughs> she wasn't misbazah, she wasn't worn out from the Tarech Haderech, from the difficult, massive struggle of the journey. And it's difficult, we're not pretend, we're not pretend, it's difficult, it's hard, there's so much. We have big wants and dreams, there's so many obstacles. But Sari Menu had faith that the whole journey is beautiful and important. She wasn't Miss Bazif Matrechadar. I want to share with you a pshat that I said this year, and I had a nace on the plane. I had like a miracle. I said a pshat this year, and on the plane I saw something. I showed my wife, we couldn't believe it. I want to share it with you. In Shas, there's an Amayra called Reish Lakish. The word Reish Lakish is what it means. The simple shot, Reish means the head Lakish of the bandits, the head bandit. Reish Lakish was a robber, he was a thief. He was the head of the thieves, he was a robber. He became one of the great Amayran we ever had. It's my favorite two words in Shas. Rabbi Yechanan was swimming, Reish Lakish saw him, Rabbi Yechanan was good looking, Reish Lakish thought it was Nisha. He jumps into the sea. When he gets near Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan was a great Amir, he sees Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish was a bandit, was a thief. Many had seen him, many tried Kirov with love, with hate, with Musr, with rigidity, with looseness, every type of trick on earth. Reish Lakish was a thief. Rabbi Yechanan sees Reish Lakish and says two words that changed our history. It gave us an Amira, one of the great Amirim. And Rabbi Yechanan said, my two favorite words in Shas, your strength for Tyre, you're born for Ruchnis. He saw in him, you're an incredible person. And it wasn't words, words, it wouldn't work if it wasn't what he believed. He saw Reish Lakish, he, he didn't just hold him, he was a bandit. He said, I want you to marry, he read a shenuch. The guy was the chief bandit, said, I want you to marry my sister. And Reish Lakish married Rabbi Yechanan's sister. He read a shenuch, the guy is a thief. He read him a shenuch, his sister. So, Reish Lakish becomes one of the greats for history. Why, pray tell, do we call him Reish Lakish? He's an Amaira, a giant, a tzaddik. He became the chavrusa and the friend. He was a Talmud chavr, what's called the student friend of Rabbi Yechanan. Why do we call him Reish Lakish? It's wild. A bandit... The Gemara Bab Matziah says, It's an Isser Dairaisa to call, to remind somebody of their old days. Gemara Bab Matziah, I know Astvarim. It's a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah Bab Matziah. It's Asr Dairaisa to remind somebody of sins they did in youth. And here we call him, Hi, Chief Bandit. We all stand up for Chief Bandit. You call him Reish Lakish, Chief Bandit. He's the Tzaddik. He's Reish Lakish. I say he's Reish Lakish. He's the Tzaddik. So weird, it's, it's bizarre. We call him Meshwakish. So I, I wanted to say this year, Pshat. I, want, I, I was bothered by this cash of all over Shaskosh. So I wanted to say, Pshat, that the Gemara says if you do tshuva me'ava, 
If you do tshuva out of love of Hashem, your averus become mitzvahs. So we call Reish Lakish his robbery is a mitzvah. Now you asked me, there were many Balichu, why don't we call Rabbi Kiva a bad name? All his averus, we don't call them that. So it makes a lot of sense. Because the Gemara says Reish Lakish became, started shtaiti because he wanted to marry Rabbi Yechonon's sister. Rabbi Yechonon said, my sister is, is very impressive. And Rishlakish started this process to get Rabbi Yechonon's sister. So it could be to teach us that he became Lishma. We call him Rishlakish. You should know, even though his start was Rabbi Yechonon said, you'll marry my sister. But he became Lishem Shemayim. So we call him Reish Lakish, showing the tshuva was a tshuva meyava, that his averus became mitzvahs. So we call him Reish Lakish. But then later on it turned into, it was a, that was the start of his process. Eventually it became meyava. So that's what, it doesn't matter the start. We're calling it based on what it became, and that's why we call him that, to announce that. That's what I want to claim. Even though his start, that's the start of his, it doesn't matter the start, it's what he came to. And he came to Tshuva Meyava, so we call him a chief bandit, it was a mitzvah. So that's what I wanted to claim. I'm on the plane, and the Gemara in Yuma, you know who says that if you do Tshuva Meyavi, Ravir's become mitzvahs? You're not going to believe it, it's Gemara Yuma. You know who says it? Reish I couldn't believe it. Reish Lakish is the author in Yuma. I didn't realize that. I, I don't know. <laughs> on the plane to South Africa, I'm learning. And Reish Lakish is the one in Shas who says that if you do Tshuva Meyava, your Averis become Mitzvahs. He's the author of that statement. <laughs> so no wonder we call him Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish is the one who taught the world that don't be shamed from the process. If you do Tshuva Meyava, your Averis are Mitzvahs. Now, Tshuva Meyava means he had a journey. It means he had a journey, and the whole journey was part of the process. Don't be shamed by the journey. Don't be shamed by the journey. Reish Lakish is the one who taught us, don't be embarrassed. You have various The whole journey was part of the journey, the whole struggle and difficulty. Don't be shamed, don't be embarrassed, don't hide. And what do we call him? Reish Lakish. He's the author of the statement in Shas that Shuvah Meyavad, Averis become mitzvahs. When a person works and struggles, there's a family, some, some of the most impressive people in the world to me. In the yeshiva, the real story in yeshiva is not the Bachar's journey, it's the amazing parents. The amazing parents, incredible people, incredible people who, who, who learn, who work, who adjust, who figure out. Incredible, incredible people who work, who, 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 who do so much inner work, the journey of parents. It's interesting, the last night in yeshiva, the guys started this custom. It went this year from 12.30 to 10 in the morning. We dab- I had to stop it at 10 to make some feel It was 10.19. So we have to dive in Shmanesri. I stopped at 5 to 10 so we can make Shmanesri by 10.19. And guys shared their stories. Nobody had to speak. About 30 guys shared their stories. The guys have done it for a number of years. 
we, I, I, not I was emotional. I, I didn't have so many tears in my body. You cry the entire night. Guys are saying their story real. Very difficult. A lot of tsar, a lot of but real. Their story with traumas, with details. It's overwhelming. And it's a life-changing night. You can't be the same person after the night. You hear people, what struggles. But a big theme this year, guys describing their mother's change. I just changed their mother's, the heroism of their mother. Their mother's own faith and work in the power of a mother, the power, the tremendous power. It's interesting, there was the, the governor of Connecticut. Connecticut's a int- very interesting state, a liberal state, but an interesting state. And the governor of Connecticut was a guy, Daniel Malloy. It's not presently, he was the last governor. He was the governor of the state of Connecticut. Can everybody hear in the back, by the way? I could stand if necessary, but the governor, but then you're going to get a speech. But the, the, governor, the governor in Connecticut was Daniel Malloy. Daniel Malloy was very not a politician type. He's actually one of the first people ever. He's, he has dyslexia. He does not read or write. The governor is the richest state in America per capita, Connecticut. The governor of the richest state in America doesn't read or write. It's Daniel Malloy. He was not a politician type. And this guy, he became a lawyer and passed the bar without reading or writing. He has a whole story, but he's dyslexic. <clears throat> Very interesting guy. So I met with him. I'm not into politics. Zero. I met with him. I know agenda. I don't need anything. I want anything from him. I met with him. I was curious. Somebody, it was a, I had an opportunity. So I asked him if it motivated him. I imagine how many teachers said, what's going to be with you, Daniel? Maybe I just like me. I'm the same name, Daniel. I don't know. But I asked him, what would, how, did that motivate you at all? You're in fifth grade. You had many naysayers. You don't read or write. He told me no. Like the, the political thing, say, yeah, motivated. He told me no. It motivated me. So I said, so interesting. I would be like very motivated. I want to show I can. There's so many naysayers. He said, my mother always believed in me. It never, it never, he didn't say not chal because he doesn't know those words. But he said it wasn't chal. Anything anybody ever said never mattered. My mother always believed in me. The faith of my mom. The faith of my mom. He said nothing people said ever mattered because of the faith of my mom. And the power of a mother, thank you so much, thank you so much. The power of a mother who, who believes, who holds of, who respects and appreciates, never, never underestimate that. The biggest person in our history who represents the underdog. Probably my favorite Pusik in the world, it's way up there, with the Bahram, we're, gonna, we're, we're planning on building an Arkadesh, and I asked the Bahram if we could put, they want to get a very big stone, and there's a Pasuk that I love this Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Evan Mayasu Abainim, the stone that the builders rejected, Pina becomes the cornerstone. The stone the builders throw away in the end becomes the most important stone in the structure. Now, this refers to David Amelech. David HaMelech was thought to be a mamzer. When he was little, he was thought to be a mamzer. David HaMelech represents the rejected son. Who, there were seven children of Yishai and the son who was thought to be the outcast. He was thought to be the smallest and Haisali Reish Pina becomes the cornerstone. 
It's the story of our people. I love the story of Rus, which is David Amelos' origin. Rus is called Ima Shalmalchus, mother of the king. Rus is a Giyaris, not just a Giyaris, a convert, which is a new to the people, but she's not just a convert, she's a convert from the most despised, but from Mayav, who's a sworn enemy of Klal Yisrael. I picture if my son was read a Shidduch, the girl's wonderful, the Sahava, great. Her last name, she's a Hava Hitler, she's Mamish good, you know, she's Mamish, this girl's from, she comes from, Rus comes from Mayav, a despised people, despised people. She's a Giyaris. She's an Almana. She lost her husband. And she's an Ania. She's poor. She's picking Leket in the field. You can't be more off, off the grid. You can't be more ostracized. You can't be more out of the, out of the, the mainstream. I, I don't that word's a strange word, but if you like that word, you can't be less mainstream than Rus. She becomes Ima Shalmalchus. She becomes the queen of our people. She's the mother of David Amelach. She's the grandmother of David Shleima Amelach. She's Ima Shalmalchus. Mashiach comes from her. And the story of David Amelach and his whole history is Evan Vayasu Abaynim. The stone that the builders push away, Haisal Reish Pina, becomes the cornerstone, becomes the Iker stone, that humble place. That humble place, Evan Mayasu Abainim, the stone that the builders reject, Taisel Pina, becomes the cornerstone, becomes the stone that the whole structure is built because there's humility. So David Amelech represents more than anybody this story of process, of growth, of overcoming. That's David Amelech represents more than anybody. In matter of fact, we start our davening with a song that David HaMelech sang. A song that David HaMelech sang, and he sang a song, Mizmar Shir He was not Zaycher to build the Beis HaMegdash, his son Shlein HaMelech. <laughs> but he made a song, he said, I want you to sing this song when you build the Beis HaMegdash. And the song was the vindication of David HaMelech. He said, There were people that laughed at David HaMelech and said, You're lost and you're hopeless. When he did the Avera Bathsheba, there were people that wrote him off. And from David HaMelech comes from that very marriage, comes Shleim HaMelech who builds the Beis HaMegdash. And the song of the Beis HaMegdash was the vindication of David HaMelech. And David represents this to Evan Mayasu Abayinim Aysel Resh Pina. David Amelech gives credit to his mother. Ani Avdecha ben Amosecha. And Reb Miller explained to us, Reb Victor Miller, Ani Avdecha, I'm an Evid. You know I'm an Evid ben Amosecha. It's my mother's credit. He gave credit to his mama, ben Amosecha. He gave credit to his mother. My mother gets the credit, ben Amosecha. That's who he gave the credit for the Evid. I have seen this over and over. The last night when guys are being completely vulnerable and honest and crying and saying stories that are incredible stories, this year, more than any other year, consistently speaking about their mothers, giving credit to their mother's love, to their mother's faith, their mother's belief. A bucker got up, made a seal, his mother came and he said, thank you, mommy, you continued mothering when, when it was hard to do it. When I, when I was given trouble, and continued being there in my corner. It was hard to be in my corner. 
And he thanked his mother. He thanked, in front of all his friends, I love you, mommy. And he thanked you, you were a mother when it was hard to be. So never underestimate our power. Never feel the journey. Don't be don't be The journey is important and precious. The best things happen on the road. If anybody understands, I'm very into Hasidus. Hasidus literature is full of the Balagolo. The Iker is the wagon driver. In Yeshiva Bayas, we have a bus company that brings the bus from home. I am best friends with the bus drivers. There's a Chassidah Shigid, he's my brother, Mama. She comes, he gets a big hug, we daven together whenever he comes. He comes, he always, he makes sure to do this trip. Because us Chassidim always value the Balagol. Why are so many Chassidim stories about travels? This is the depth of what they're saying. The world of Chassidus believes that the importance of every part of the journey, each struggle and difficulty and hardship has a preciousness to it. The journey is important. It's not just everybody wants the prettiness of the destination, the start. We all want that. We crave our children to be, to be a pride for us. and That's good and of course our dreams. But the journey to get there, the difficulty, the, the mother who's there in very, very difficult times, who's in the corner of her child, with and loving and appreciating. The mother who's there, to me, that's like the most impressive, craziest scene in the world. The mother who's there with her son, who's at his side, who proudly is at his side. The mother who's there, that's like, that's the, that scene. That scene, this Kiddush our goal in this life is we want to bring Kiddush Shemayim. It's not the ends. Uh, let me, if I could share a word that's, 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 it's not the ends we're celebrating. It's the journey to get there we're celebrating. And when we're there and, and, and working and figuring out, that's the beauty. That's precious. Learn to celebrate and appreciate. It's hard because we're so trained. We're in cultures that just celebrate the finished product. Be strong. Behave. Be successful. The journey to success is what's beautiful. Did you ever notice we make a bracha on a mitzvah? So we make a bracha that if you, if, you, if you listen in well, there's an oddity. Every morning, we'll put that. Every, it's a gemara and sukkah lamites. Before you do a mitzvah, you make a bracha. Listen in well to the bracha. Let's say, Anitilas Yadayim. Baruch Hashem. What do we say? We get Kedusha from Mitzvah Sashem, and you commanded me to wash my hands, to raise my hands. You commanded me to wash my hands. Does washing my hands give me Kedusha? Do you hear what we're saying? Blessed are you, Hashem, who Mitzvahs give me Kedusha, and you commanded me this. Did I get Kedusha from this? The bracha, there's something strange. Thank you, Hashem, for giving Kedusha from mitzvahs and for commanding me this. So you have to like stick in. And as such, doing it gives me Kedusha. So why don't we say that? Something's missing in the bracha on a mitzvah. It's weird. Every mitzvah we do, it was saying something strange. Thank you, Hashem, for the Kedusha of mitzvahs and commanding me this. And as such, I get Kedusha for it. We like left out our main point. We should say, Baruch Hashem, 
Asher tzivanu v'kedeshanu b'netilas yadayim. You commanded and gave me kedusha. We say Hayat Kedusha from Mitzvah and was commanded this. Something's off. And Yochayim Elosha explains the Kedusha is not from the performance. We're not talking, we're not performance-based people. In Yiddishkeit, the greatest, probably the greatest story in our history is Dakedah. Would that be fair to say? On Rosh Hashanah, like the beginning of the year, we elicit the, the Zchos of Dakedah. It's a story that never happened. Avram was willing, he never did it. It's not about, we're not a people based on what happened. We're a people, the journey, the Rahman Alibabai, La'adam Ma'arche Lev, to a person it's only about setting up the heart. Lashem Hashem decides what happens. The greatest story in our history is a person who wanted to do something, not what they did. They wanted to do it, they were willing to do it. Rahman Alibabai is the story of our people. Says Reb Chaim Belashim, the bracha on a mitzvah is not on the performance of the act. It's the journey to get there. The journey to get there. It's the story of getting to the act, not the act. So Asher Kedushanu of means, says Reb Chaim Belashim, you will mekadish us by my journey towards this mitzvah. We all have a story. We all have a story. We're keeping Shabbos. We're not this. We all have a journey to Shmir Shabbos. Whether somebody wasn't from and became from, to somebody was from, and Shabbos is starting to mean something, and they're opening up and connecting more to Shabbos Kodesh. And we say, Asher Kedushanu B'mitzvah we do not mean the performance of the mitzvah, we mean, that's why we don't mention a specific mitzvah, but my journey toward this mitzvah gave me Kedusha. In matter of fact, that Kedusha allows me to complete the task of the tzivu, the tzivanu on the tzivas that's where Chaim Belashim translates the words. We become so like, we're focused so on the physical, on the action. Of course, the action is important and precious. But the journey towards the action, we Rahman Alibaboy. I think for us, there's so many facets to raising children. I want to address one aspect people worry for other kids in the family. Other kids, other kids suffer. It's causing other kids to suffer. I want to say that many worries and thoughts, please understand the same Hashem who gave me this child, the same Hashem gave the siblings this sibling, the same Hashem, the same Hashem, don't, don't, don't ruin, don't overuse worry muscles, the same Hashem who gave me this child, the Seder Ayayim, the Seder Ayayim is a very interesting, safer, Every single year, you can live in any country. Do, in South Africa, do they say Maidani? Isn't that funny? We do that in Connecticut also. Very funny. Everybody here takes it for granted. There's no Gemara. It's not once in the Gemara. It's weird. I don't know in, in Kleinsterl if there are five things that are so universal, that are so late. It's, there's no Gemara to say Maidani. Every year, they do it here. We do it in Connecticut. They do it in New York. I heard they do it too. <laughs> They say, Everywhere they say, Amazing, there's no Gemara, there's no Chazal, no Medrash. The earliest I think that you find to say Maidani is the Seder Ayyim. Is this safe for the Seder Ayyim? <laughs> Remarkable that we all do it. 
Minhagim that are that late, it's rare. I would say Kabbalah Shabbos has that. Kabbalah Shabbos, the Nusach, we say, there's still some shuls that don't say it, though. It's not as universal as Maidani, but it would be high up my top five lists of things that don't have such early sources. The Kabbalah Shabbos, the Kapitel Tillam that we say, a very new institution. So, like five, a list of like top five, Maidani would be on there. And the Sefer, Seder Ayyayim, is where is the first probably source that brings to say Maidani. To thank Hashem, Shechzart and Shmasi that gave me back my soul with great mercy. Rabbem Munasecha, great is Hashem's faith in us to give us our souls back. And that Sefer, Seder Ayyayim, says that Hashem takes difficult souls and he puts them in very souls that are bound to struggle, that are. Usually it's the most lofty souls. I find the kids struggling in the classroom are the, big, the biggest the shamas. That's my belief. I was a goody-goody in school. It's not from a place. I'd rather not think this way. I just think it's true. I tend to think they're bigger souls. I look at a guy like me, behaved in class, is a much more, is a smaller soul. You sit there, I was a goody-goody. You say there, there's a certain restlessness to a soul. I feel it. I live with it. I live with it. I see in Yeshiva, they're big souls. They're restless. They're not willing. The rest are like, just behave, fit in, okay? The ones that just like flow here, there's a, there's a degree of lying to it. I was a goody-goody. There's a degree of dishonesty. It's interesting. Ramesha Shapiro, Ramesha Shapiro said, it, let's, let's, let's be honest. This is a room of honesty. We all have certain fears in the dark. Okay, I don't know about you, I do. In the dark, you're a little afraid. It's pitch black. I don't know. It's dark. So we all, we think, oh, the light goes, ah, shoo. Oh. The dark's scary. We all have a fear of dark. Every human being. So Ramesh Shapiro said something brilliant. We think, whoa, okay, it's lucky. Dark caused me. He said, dark is not what causes us to be scared. He said, the human condition is we're very vulnerable. Like, I don't know, I'm not causing my heart to beat right now. There's a lot going on in me. I need a lot to happen. We're very vulnerable. He said in the dark, I don't have things to distract me. So then I get anxious. It's the etzim anxiety of the human being. We're not afraid of the dark. We just lost the things to distract us. That's what Maisha Shapiro said. I think it's brilliant and probably accurate. And a lot of restless souls... Got me. I behaved in class, the teacher was proud, and I went along, life's good. There's a certain restlessness to a soul that's like shaking and chuckling. And they're not buying what, what we just like, come on, why don't you just behave? I don't know. Just. The soul has cravings and yearnings and desires. It's looking for something. And it's not easily satisfied because it's looking for God. It wants truth. It wants eternity. It's all at once. It's not easily, just behave, be good. The soul is the shuffling heart. The Savior Ayyayim says that the biggest souls, the souls that are going to shuffle a lot, Hashem finds the biggest tzaddikim at tzaddikim to put them by. So the Savior Ayyayim writes, this is a, this, we say Maidan, source, and he says, he could look it up, he says that the biggest neshamis, they're put, the ones that are, he doesn't call them the biggest souls. He says souls, that was my dad, I think they're big souls. He says souls that are going to struggle, Hashem puts them in homes of tzaddikim and tzaddikim. He wants them to be loved and hugged and appreciated and celebrated. And he puts them in safe places, Hashem said. 
the Sefer Yom writes, Hashem wants them in safe places. People tend to be in what the neighbor, and it's a part of the difficulty, the difficult child, is all the well-meaning people. You should just, if you'd be tougher, if you'd be meaner, if you'd be nicer, if you'd be this, all the nicer people that, well-meaning, but there are people who have misyanus. It's not, I, it's not something I would say the biggest change in my career. When you go young, you figure out parents were just, it's not, it's, still, it's not true, not true. There are people that have misyanus. Do I say we're all human? Everybody's human. And we all make mistakes to be human is to error. But we're big humans, we're souls. And people can make mistakes and all their kids are tzaddikim. Somebody else, even if it looks like from our mistakes, our kids struggle, of course they struggle because we're human. But they're souls, they're different souls. I don't, I don't say to absolve, we, we, all have, we all want, we all make mistakes and want to work through. But giving love and appreciating and tuning out noise Tuning out noise. We don't do well when we're mechanic from lack of confidence. Feeling good about ourselves, accepting ourselves, and then pouring love into our child. I trust parents a lot, a lot. I'm not passionate about styles of chinuch. You can't get me worked up. Tough, lenient, this way, that way. My sister is one of the closest people in the world. She's a disciplinarian. Cute, geschmack. This way, I'm very loose, geschmack. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't talk to me. Zero. We had the amount of people in this room is the amount of chinuch styles. It doesn't. You, I'm not worked up about it. It's the, it's tiresome. Yuan. I have one thing that works me up in chinuch. One and only one. The only thing that works me up is as follows. The Gemara in Daf Samach Zayin says that Isi ben Yehuda was saying the praises of the Chachamim. He was counting the praise of a student, and he said on Rabbi Yehuda that he's smart whenever he wants to. He's a chacham l'kshirts whenever he wants to be smart. Now, is that a praise or a knack? You know, in school, if you go to PTA and the teacher said your kid has potential, potential is as big a curse word as, um, it's as big a curse word as shlep. If a Rebbe by me says a kid has potential, he's fired on the spot, on the spot, he's looking for a new job, on the spot, that's, you're fired next. I don't like the word potential. We all have potential. We all were a person, we're a soul. It's, potential is not saying what he could be, it's saying what he's not and what she's not. She has so saying, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Should, potential is not a compliment. If you hear it as a cat, oh, you walk home from Rapidia, the teacher said, my daughter has potential. It means your daughter is a rotten brat, a misbehavior. <laughs> potential means, you know, she could be so, it means I'm so frustrated, but she could be. I don't like the word potential. I like celebrating not what they could be, what they are. I see the beauty that is, not what they'll be, what they are. What they are. We all have potential. It's, not, it's, it's a true word. It's true. Every human being, a, a soul is big. A soul is, all, is powerful. But let's celebrate what they are. I lost my train of thought. I got so upset at the potential. Where was I going? Somebody help me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Per- you, you led it. So we just did a journey. This was like a good... We just went through the shear. 
So it says, what does it mean he's smart when he wants to be? Is that like the potential word? Could you imagine a PTA? Your son is, or daughter is smart when she wants to be. Um, does she usually want to be? <laughs> that basically sounds like somebody who's pretty shut down. If he wanted to be smart, he could be. If she wanted to be smart. What does it mean? The Gemara says, Isi Ben Yud is saying the praise of the students. Rabbi Yud is smart when he wants to be. A guy like me thinks, how often did he want to be smart? Like, did he usually want to be smart sometimes? Was that a praise, a rip, or knock? What's being said? The Maritzchius. The Maritzchius in the back of the Gemara says, Pshat, that when a person has bad midas, their wisdom's not accessible. When we have bad midas, we cannot, we all have tremendous chachmah. I think every parent has the answer for their kids, nobody else. If somebody came to Rabbi Shloyme Zalman Orbach and asked Rabbi Shloyme Zalman Orbach, I came to a lot of money, what stock should I give it to? Rabbi Shloyme Zalman said, did God give me the money or you? So I asked you, did God give this person a child or you? I think mothers have all the answers for kids and fathers. And I think one thing we need, we need to have good midas. We, need to tap, we know when we're angry, frustrated, worried what the neighbors think, then we can't tap into our chachma. And it means the Maritzchiyah says he was smart whenever he wanted to be, means he always had perfect midas. So his wisdom was always accessible. When we're angry, we get the brain of a monkey. We become that smart. Kas b'cheik k'silim yanuach. Anger in the lap, a person's a fool. We become dumb. Our IQ goes down. We can't access wisdom. It was Thursday right before the buses were leaving Yeshiva. And I told the kid, I met with the kid, a guy I love him, but he, he, in, a, in a difficult moment, he pushed the dorm counselor. He said, I love you. I, I want you in Yeshiva. I love you here for one week. You can't be here. For one week, you can't be here. I had called his mom before, his mom, a single mom, and I told her, I love your son. He's a hero, he's a great kid. I described his success. Said he made a mistake, it's nothing. I want you to go home, wine and dine him. Reward him for being home. Don't, don't, no adding, no grounding for being punished. Wine and dine him, give him love. He's gonna be great. He made a mistake. I want him not in yeshiva for the week. He pushed the dorm counselor. I can't have a bacher push a dorm counselor. I can't have that. But that's his only, if you add to the punishment, you actually, I want the only punishment. Is that I never do detention. I despise detention as the lowest theme of schools. It's never a punishment. I promise to sit a minute in my school, not for a minute. You're lucky to be there. Detention, shreif, you don't make somebody write over psukim. Tire is not a punishment. Sitting in yeshiva, it's a schos to be in yeshiva. And never do detention, never, no detention. Never make a punishment to be in yeshiva. It's to learn Torah. Don't make somebody assignments on Torah. It's just to learn, never punishments. That's not a punishment. So here I told him couldn't be here for the week. I asked the mother to please wine and dine him, understand one week, don't worry. Sometimes like a suspension means, uh-oh. I said, your son's graduating here, you'll be a Talmud Chacham. I said, just the only thing, get an extra phone line, the Shaduchim calls, they're going to get for your son. Buy the phone line now already, an extra line. People are going to call you, Kachav, tremendous benter. But the bottom line is that he can't come for a week. He has to stay home. I tell the kid, I don't want him to be worried before, so right before the buses, I tell him, give him a hug. 
I said, you can't come back Sunday night. The bus said, come back. You're going to come back in a week. I'm going to get you right. I don't find you right. I pick you up. You come back a week from Sunday. You can't come. He hears. I understand. He gives him a hug. He goes home. Sunday, the buses come back to Yeshiva and off walks the guy. He's like, I love you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm very competitive. I'm insulted. I told him he's suspended. I have nothing. My brain right now is a monkey brain. Because I'm angry, because I'm hurting. Because he didn't listen to me. That has nothing to do with chinuch. I have nothing to tell him that moment. Everybody has ways of grounding themselves. By me, I called my wife up. I did not tell her about the guy that wasn't calling her first Lush and Hara. That grounds me. I have a very good wife. It's a big secret. So that grounds, that's a, that's a hack of life. I called my wife in Shmuz. I remember, I have a good family. And that grounds me. Shmuz for an hour, talk, I'm grounded. You have nothing to teach when you're angry. Nothing. When we're not in a place of good midas, we can, we all have tremendous chachma to know what to do. We were given children, and Hashem gives us the capacity to care for them. We instinctively, I trust parents tremendously. I ask one thing from good midas, and we know we have to call ourselves out. Is it insecurity? Are we worried about neighbors? Is it, Lord, let's get, let's get healthy, accept ourselves, positive, healthy, and let's be mechanich. Tough, strict, lean. I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like talk to me a lot. There are different styles. It doesn't. There as many people in this room as as many ways of chinuch. The one thing that fires me up is from a place of good midas. When we're angry, we can't access our chachma. When we're insecure, when we feel low, we don't accept it. We can't access our chachma. We have brilliance in being mechanich, and each child with a new set of brilliance. The brilliance, I've seen mothers be there for their kids, crazy, crazy. I've seen one of my best friends in the world today, a family, my wife and I, we watched their journey with their child. Her child who was not keeping Shabbos, we watched the journey. Wow, wow. The parents, the mother, the father, Tzadikim, Gemurim. And the story of Sintkos, the Kiddushanayim is crazy. Their journey, their work, their tears, their the whole family do and with difficulty, real real life people, the Sidkus, the story. It's become increasingly I used to I'll be honest, for many years it's a boarding school. I focused on the kids. And the parents I felt overwhelmed. Today the parents are in Yeshiva. I look at it that Tata and Mama are in Yeshiva as much as the kid in Yeshiva. And the story of anybody's struggle, it's our struggle. Not in the sense, not in the sense it's our mistakes, not in the sense there's a healthy detachment of a good place, but I mean it's our story, it's part of our story. We care for our son, we care for our daughter, we're there for our daughter. I want to say to us all, and I want to end, lean into our own story. And, yes? Sorry, we need to hear what you did with that boy. After you calmed down. <laughs> I like the answer. I decided I was so impressed that he's not accepting a suspension. I thanked him and I let him stay in yeshiva. And I made a meeting with him and the dorm counselor to speak it over. But, you know, people always worry, what's going to be? And other kids, I've suspended many kids. I was so moved. He was like refusing a suspension. 
like when I calmed down, it was like such a compliment to the yeshiva. The kids refused. He doesn't want to be suspended. I was like so moved. <laughs> so I, I let him say that's the truth. I made a meeting him and the dorm counselor. But again, people worry what's going to be the next time. Not, not like that. Each time we could judge and figure out. And, um, I want to say to us, we'll lean into our own story and lean into our kids' story. There's so much in kids' struggle, the word intergenerational trauma, so much unresolved in ourselves. Lean into our own stories. The kids of today are crying out. We all come from generations. Generation before us was the holiest generation. Anything I had in my life is from my Oma. My grandmother is a hero. Her father was killed by the Nazis, her mother and her brothers and sisters. She was 16 years old, alone in the world. She chose Hashem. She went to public school. She chose Hashem. She was alone in the world, a brother on a different continent. She only found years later, anything I am is from my Oma. She was a hero of my life. She is the hero of my life, my Oma. In that generation, people accomplished and did and succeeded. They weren't dealing with emotions. That wasn't a flaw and a limit. That wasn't what they were supposed to do. And they accomplished and created and built. She built worlds. I would, I'm nothing to her. She, anything I have comes from my Oma. The generations were not doing emotions. That wasn't what they were supposed to. It wasn't what Hashem wanted. And we grew up, we just, I, try, I didn't know what emotions were. I tried harder, you put in more. Come on, you could do it. And you fought through. We asked the judge, just behave. Your mother wants you to keep Shabbos. Be like me. I don't know what Shabbos is. I don't know. Just do it. I don't know. Be a good boy. Be a good girl. There's a generation that's feeling nuanced. Very nuanced. I have learned from guys it's changing my life. I'm connecting to Hashem like I've never connected before. I'm learning about emotions. I ask us to all lean into your own story. We all have a unique story. I believe 8 billion people on earth, any person told their story, we all cry like babies. I never knew my story till I met the guys. Our story is not what externally is happening. Do you know sitting in this room, every one of us right now is writing a different story? Because what's going on in our head? I'm thinking, I hope this is decent. Somebody's thinking, I hope he ends soon. Another one's thinking, why he's hitting the point. Another's thinking, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Whatever. Your story is not what's happening outside, it's inside. And often we ignore our stories. We don't know they're important. And we ignore, I believe any one of 8 billion people told their story, we'd cry like babies. We would laugh and cry. It would be a bestseller. It would be the best movie ever. Every single person, I promise you I hold this way, bar none, it does, everybody is unique, the way things hit, the way things went. Because of the guys, I could tell you my story today with clarity. I could tell you, but what the guy inside, the people pleaser, the guy inside what was happening, what he was experiencing, and it would be dramatic and crazy, the story, details of our story. But the generation today is very, very into the nuances of emotion. Our generation barely knows about it. We're, we're like clueless to it. And our job is to start leaning into our own story and then leaning into our kids' story. Subtle, nuanced. People are afraid, oh, I'm going to make a kid who's so like every little thing matters. No, don't, they'll be strong and powerful. It's not, 
It's a mistake. We just didn't know about emotions. They'll actually become close to Hashem. That's actually Sefer Tillam. Sefer Tillam is nuanced. Is every detail of David Amela's life became a song to Hashem. When he was afraid, song to Hashem. When he was happy, song to Hashem. When he was, when he was insecure, song to Hashem. Everything became a vehicle of service to Hashem. Lean into our own stories, but hard. Lean in. Get your own story. Lean in. Heal. Accept. Feel. Pray. Faith. And now lean into our kids' story. Lean in. Just lean in. Don't, don't judge it. Don't cure it. Don't solve it. Lean into it. That's what I say. The messages of today's youth lean into our story, lean into our kids' stories. That's what our kids are begging us. Be there, be a parent there, be there. It's not about solving it. The journey itself is beautiful. The journey itself, all us chasidim, the stories we value about the balakol, about the wagon driver, the journey. Remember that Sari Mena was not mispazim, she stayed beautiful. Even though the trip, she came out and was ready to play the game. She stayed ready to go. Other people came out because... People are misbazed, they didn't they? I have to go through the journey. They don't know that the whole journey is, the journey is the ikr. The ikr is not that you're at the chasna, it was you went to the chasna. I came to your chasna, the ikr is you came, not that you're there. Being there is not, well, we make a bracha on a mitzvah, we make a bracha on the journey to the mitzvah, and we're saying the ketusha that the journey brings us. The journey is ever precious. Reish Lakish is called Reish Lakish bandit, because all the Zaveris were mitzvahs. He's the one who taught us that remarkably. That when you have a journey, the whole journey is wonderful. And the Averis are mitzvahs. We call them bandit because that was a mitzvah because it led to his process of where he is today. And the whole journey is, okay, now he's in a good place. Call me chief bandit. He's the one who taught that tshuva meyavit. Tshuva meyavit to me is a process. You're not from because just you know, to make people proud. You feel because you went through a journey, you found something and discovered your inners. <coughs> so let's be there for our children. Let's be there. Let's with love, with respect, with appreciation. It's difficult. It's difficult. Let's have faith. We worry how it affects other kids. It affects our other kids. So does it affect us. And we're thankful that where it affects us and we're thankful it affects our kids because the same Hashem who gave us this child who trusted us, the Seder Ayayim, who trusted us, he puts people who have challenges in very, very special homes. The Seder Ayyad writes that. Puts them the big tzaddikim and tzikanias. So our job, to love, to appreciate, we understand what others don't. We know our kids' story. We're capable of understanding what others can't understand. We're capable of having patience others can't have. It's difficult. It's difficult and it's stressful. And, and, and we often feel judged by others. You should just, why don't you? If you're only tougher, lighter, so up, use your own chachma. Use your own chachma. We can access our chachma with good midas. Get to a calm place. Often the best thing a mother described with a child or his kids, I told her, she, she told me she, she's an artist. I said, the best thing you have to do for the chinuch of your kids is draw again. Self-care is very important. Self-acceptance. To accept our children and love, if we don't accept, we do a lot of projection. There's a lot of kid reminds us People have divorced, they remind them of their spouse, of their ex-spouse. A lot of projection and worries about what they'll be, a lot of lack of acceptance of self. Uh-oh, I see myself, we're wonderful. We're wonderful with our flaws, we're loved by Hashem. We're wonderful. Self-acceptance, self-care, not into martyrdom, not into that. 
But people say to me, where any Rebbe in Yeshiva, oh, I'm the or Skyrim, I always think that when I'm in the middle of an intense volleyball game with the guys, like, loving it. Like, I'm the Kaniyarim. They're not saying you're the Kaniyarim, they're saying you have a ratan Eilumazet. No, not at all. Not at all. The great Eilumazet. I'm very into self-care. Self-care. A big part in helping any child is taking care of self. In, in a, any teacher, self-care is big. Self-acceptance and self-care. And then to be there, to be there, to stop with the blaming of self, I should have done this. Yesterday's mistakes are ashkacha. We don't, we're not people who judge yesterday. We don't judge others. The best one not to judge is not to judge self. Yesterday I was trying and today I'm trying. I don't, don't judge self. And just today, acceptance and love and patience and chachma, access from that place of good midas, we have chachma, the wisdom of mothers, brilliance the way they get their son, the way that they are for their kids. In yeshiva, that's the main story in yeshiva, is the brilliance of the mothers. The mothers in yeshiva, they, ani any success in yeshiva is from the mothers, any. I'm thinking of a specific family now, another one popped into my head, incredible people. Wild. The, the, the Muna the mother, the backing of the mother. I picture, it's funny, at basketball games in Yeshiva, the main ones who come to the games are the mothers. The mothers always know, always, Dad, come to your kids' game. The kids are in a big game. The mothers are always there. They find out what, is, what happens, how many points you get. Some know the game, some have no clue, but they're cheering. My, <laughs> my son was in a big playoff game. He's very competitive, and he's an excellent player. He was in a big playoff game. And, and it was funny, it was in a win away game. We played 14 away games. And a guy yelled something very vulgar right over our shoulders. He didn't know my wife was there. And it was, there, were, there were 500 people in the gym. And a guy yelled something vulgar at my son. And like really nasty. My wife turns around, she like looks and she says, that's my son, like so innocent. She doesn't know, bas- she doesn't know who's winning. She doesn't know basketball. She's just like, the guy. she said that, the guy, the guy was like, came down, he was high on the bleachers. I'm so sorry. Like, he was cheering the game. He got a little carried away. My wife is such innocence, that's my son. <laughs> so then, you know, us men were like, you know, the men have to come with, the mothers are always at the games. That's the end. The power of a mother who say to us all, let's lean into our own stories and then lean into our children's stories. Don't heal, don't solve, just help heal, help understand, and believe in our kids. Believe in our kids. Powerful. Their souls. Their souls. Don't worry what the school says. Again, we have to work with I'm not ripping schools are tzaddikim and people, but they're not the mother. The mother, I love all the kids in the school. I don't love them as much as the parents. The parents like them more. Nobody matches the love of a parent. Nobody. Nobody matches the love of a parent. No one. <coughs> Two guys in Yeshiva and Ifter on the way to Yeshiva in a car accident. And until today, it's a hole in my heart. Till today. Till today, it's, it's, a, it's a deep hole. It's, it's, it's many, many years later. Until today, it's all the love of I have to them. I thought I was to one of them. He was close to his parents, but he was the most open to me. But his mother, till today, is in much more pain than I am. Nobody loves it. Truth has to matter. Nobody loves a kid like a mother and a father. Nobody. Nobody. People can be supports and wonderful friendships. Nobody has the love of a parent. Nobody. Nobody. 
the love of a parent is supreme. Those, you know, one, I learned many lessons from Eli and Danny, but the lesson, the love of a parent is, is stronger than any love in the world. And is strong, very, very powerful. And, and for us to be there, to lean into our kids' story, our own self-acceptance, then at that place we can accept our children and their full flaws, but also see their souls, also see the preciousness. Mama knows, mama sees, mama knows the, the power of a mother who believes, who sees, who's patient, who's loving, who understanding. And then our own chachma that we can access, our own chaps. Each of us will have our own stories and chaps because once we're in a place of good meters, we can access tremendous chachma. I thank everybody for coming and listening. Thank you so much. been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.